you're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. Week 85. Three hours, zero minutes to doomsday. Um, so, Babs, look, I've realised that there's been a lot of changes on, on the remote lately and we've watched some sort of pretty weird stuff with some different people, but I'm noticing that there's three new buttons. Can you tell me what they're about? I'm not sure how many times I need to say this. I don't control what the buttons look like. I just try to translate the code into something that you might actually recognize. Yeah, that excuse is getting lame, all right? For looking at it, it looks like a samurai sword, an angry woman, and a pair of really tight pants. And I can deduce that despite the very basic images, you still don't have a clue what they represent. No. I don't know what any of that means. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to press all three. Lady Snowblood, 1973. Yuki's family is nearly wiped out before she is born due to the machinations of a band of criminals. These criminals kidnap and brutalize her mother, but leave her alive. Later, her mother ends up in prison with only revenge to keep her alive. She creates an instrument for this revenge by purposefully getting pregnant. There is no English language trailer for Lady Snowblood. Please enjoy the audio and music from the original Japanese trailer from 1973. こいつ<笑>
ギシロは生きている。さっきの人間。待て、待ってくれ。逃がしはしない。ギシロは必ず俺だ。来てくれ、もう一つ。安定に行って行わなくてはならんことがある。ギシロは捕まると、ギシロは。よく見てごらん、
<laughs> get on your wasp bike and ride the vagina. <laughs> Uh, so, as mentioned, he is known for this movie, its sequel, Lady Snowblood 2, Love Song of Vengeance in 1974, and two movies out of the Stray Cat Rock series, 71's Beat and 70's Wild Jumbo. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the uh, the Stray Cat Rock series. Blake? No, not at all. Ah, uh, Japanese motorcycle girl gang films from the 60s. There is nothing it's... in that description that doesn't excite me. Believe you me, it is Funkadelic. I'm going to have to check them out now. Like, it, almost immediately after I speak to you, I'm going to have to go check it out. Well, see, on the plus side, because you're actually in the future now, you can go back and do it before we even speak. Oh, really? Do you know what? Yeah. I've always what, I've always wanted to, to have that kind of control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, there are some drawbacks in time travel. Um, when you get back to the past, you will find that you've shit your pants. Inexplicably. <laughs> To be honest, it would be a it would be a soft, slow weekend if I hadn't shat my pants. So yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, go hard or go home with clean underwear. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of going home with clean underwear, this movie stars Amiko Kaji as Yuki Kashima, um, best known for being Matsu the Scorpion in the Female Prisoner Scorpion series. And I can't speak too highly of those. Those are Japanese women in prison movies, and they are fucking awesome. <laughs> they are. They are very they good. Are. Yes, and Nami Higichi in the curiously titled Wandering Ginza Butterfly 2, She-Cat Gambler. I'm not familiar with that one. I don't know about you. No, I'm, I'm not, but I want to be. Yeah, well, see, it's got a long enough title that I'm going, there's there's so many things in there that I just want to see. Yeah. So we'll add that to the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things on the list, Toshiro Kurosawa as Ryu Ashio, also in this movie, best known for 1965's Samurai Assassin, 1974's Evil of Dracula, and as the ramen chef in 2008's Pussy Soup. Incidentally, also what I had for breakfast. Mmm, tasty. <laughs> See, I, I just had a thought there. That's probably one of the few meals where you could actually eat it and would not be allowed to complain that there was a pube in your dinner. <laughs> I, I can't even argue that. <laughs> 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 Strange ethics just come to you. Speaking of coming to you, this film also stars Masaki Damon as Go Kashima, best known for 1975's Terror of Mechagodzilla, 81's Sailor Suit and Machine Gun, and 89's Yakuza Ladies 3, which could be possibly the Asian gangster version of the Playboy videos. Ah, well, that's a reason. Yes, that's right. I'm hoping that they're naked and have guns. <laughs> And possibly tattoos. Everything about that makes me want to We can only hope. We can only hope. (laughs) We can only hope. This movie was also known as Shugoya Himi Habela. There you go. I just said that really poorly. And we'll just move on. First impressions count. You know, the movie kicks off and we learn very quickly that prison babies are never in for an easy life. 
they're not but why has no one thought about just bringing up a prison baby as like a super prison officer like she was a prison officer from birth and she knows everything and in later life just send around all the prisons and get everyone in line prison cop like <sighs> super robocop yeah prison cop super yeah. prison cop with boobs how how great would that be that would be fucking fantastic. Although, um, she would potentially have to be born to one of the prison guards rather than a prisoner. Because I'm guessing um, prisoners are not likely to raise their child and go, now I want you to be one of the screws. Very true, actually. Yeah. Ah, that's my script foiled immediately. That's, it's the fatal flaw to the plan. You know what? I think you should go with it. Maybe she's been brainwashed. They take the baby away and, and she doesn't know for her entire life that she's actually the baby of a criminal and she's trying to become super prison guard. And then, and then tragically finds out in the end. Yeah. Oh, no. Finds out at the end just in time to side with the criminal that's been put in there like unfairly. And then she turns her back to the law. And then the sequel, she's just super mega bitch officer. <laughs> That's right. Then she's more of a women in prison prison officer, and there's a lot of showers and whippings. Which all prison movies need. Yes. Now, speaking of that, this has to be the worst women's prison ever. No one was in the shower. No one oh. had their boobs out. Um, there was not even the slightest hint of torture. And it is it's like a known fact that prison time is made out up of 5% yard time, 45% cell time, and 50% showers. That's exactly movies. it. Yeah, all prison movies with the occasional hosing. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah, well, you know, you, you've got to break up the showers with a fire hosing. I think, you know, <laughs> that helps. It just helps keep them uh, on their toes. Oh, of course. Of course. Now, speaking of being on your toes... Uh, Within the first five minutes, we see someone get their arm sliced off, and it is fucking awesome. That will make more impact as an introduction than any business card ever will. Oh, look, yes. Yes, fuck all those pricks in American Psycho. Slice off somebody's arm with an umbrella, and it doesn't matter what embossing you've got. Do you think they sell spare parts for that umbrella, or does she just walk about like continually using it until the umbrella ceases to exist? Well, see, I reckon she just got a cupboard full of them. She she went to a you know a, a little man and had like a whole set of of like uh, like penguin style umbrellas made up for every situation. <laughs> umbrellas by the wholesale. I like it. <laughs> yes, it slices, it dices, it's the Ginsu fan. It does. It, she's got one that twirls around, makes her fly. It's fucking fantastic. Um, and, and of course, right at that point, she actually says the name of the movie. She says, Lady Snowblood. Tell me, it- do you enjoy it when someone says the name of the movie? I fucking love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. There's just, there's something raises in my pants every time. And I'm like, I'm now on board. They've just said the name. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Because now I know I, know that I'm actually watching the right fucking movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, indifference to say watching my boyfriend's back uh, in, and versus the other my boyfriend's back. You know who you are, Mark Ball. <laughs> That's just unfortunate because both of those movies are terrible. Yes, yeah, that one is equally as bad as the other, and the horror does not save it. Um, really, you could watch both and still bang your dick in a car door and have more fun. <laughs> There's a whole like I actually really want to try this dick banging in a car door thing now. Look, it, it is all the rage uh, in the future. Is yeah, it just the dick or is it, is it dick and balls? 
Oh, look, whatever takes your fancy. You know, some of us, some of us can, can get it all in there. Others have to stand a bit further away and just get part of it in. <laughs> so, it, you know, if you want to brag, you can go, I can actually sit in the back seat and bang it in the front door. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all about personal preference. <laughs> Speaking of personal preference, uh, Japanese government officials are all dressed in white and are full of fountains of red crayon blood. I think that's just a part of Japanese history. Yeah, that everyone fountains red blood, just no matter what they're wearing. I just want to know why it was like, okay, you're a government official, you have to wear white, so you fucking stand out. And everyone goes, <laughs> kill that bastard. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that that guy was just like, he was fucked. The minute I saw him, I went, you're dead. You are fucking dead. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's like the African-American in uh, every 80s horror movie. You're the first one to die. Yeah. And there's no point in even trying to argue or dispute it. You know you're going, so that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you read the script. You know what's going to happen next. You're right. <laughs> um, and really, let me ask you a question. Look, I've been called a lot of things in my in my time, but I've never been called a child of the netherworld. That's got a way on a kid, doesn't it? See, I'm kind of strange. I would love to be called a child of the netherworld. So much so that all the, the cats that come around my house... I refer to them as my children of the netherworld. Yeah, I, I think that just means you're a crazy cat lady in training. I've got yeah. to be honest, bro. Cra- yeah, cra- crazy goth cat lady. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, look, it's That's important like, to have goths. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, having grown up with, with a name not dissimilar from a particular child that has uh, three numbers tattooed on their head, <laughs> I can say that uh, being called title of the netherworld and demon spawn is not that fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel mean laughing about it, but come on, it kind of is. Look, now it's fucking funny. Earlier, you're all a bunch of cunts. Um, now, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, and I thought about this long and hard, but I believe that Lady Snowblood really is the bastard child of a thousand madmen, or at least a thousand horny prison guards. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> her, her mum is just like, you know what, I, I want to get vengeance, so I'm going to fuck every bloke in the prison until I get pregnant to have a baby to kill all the bastards that I had to fuck when I got raped and stuff. It's quite, it's quite a, a, brutal, a brutal opener. It is. It is. There's a, there's a lot going on and none of it very fun. And, and it, it just made me think about, like, Freddy Krueger. Is Lady Snowblood the female Asian Freddy Krueger? In that she she she's the bastard child of lunatics and out for vengeance on the people that killed her mother and father and brother and everybody else. Yeah, I think she would be the ultimate opponent to Freddy Krueger because Freddy Krueger it was all the bad guys that created him, and Lady Snowblood it was all the good law-abiding prison officers who liked yeah. raping their prisoner uh, their prisoners. <laughs> so yeah, you're 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 possibly correct now that I think about it. <laughs> Yeah, see, now you think about it. Having said that, um, I reckon someone with a handful of corks is probably uh, a worthy opponent for Freddy Krueger at the best of times.
Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. So, something that I really enjoyed in this movie is that I think more movies need chapter titles. Yeah, I would, I would fully agree with that. You know, like Umbrella of Blood, blood <laughs> Umbrella of Blood, Heart of Strewn Flowers, and The House of Joy, The Final Hell. That made me want to find out what that was about. It made me want to be in a band so I could record two albums, each with those titles. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you really keen to to, to rip out umbrella umbrella of blood? <laughs> cannot fucking say umbrella of blood. Uh, followed up with the single "Heart of Strewn Flowers." Yeah, and the House of I, Joy with bonus disc, the final hell. Final hell. Yep. You know, I, I'm seeing that as a punk lollygoth band. I, I am absolutely fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's the way to go, punk lollygoth. Um, now, speaking of things that you shouldn't follow, you should never follow Japanese bum gangs into the woods. That escalated quite quickly. It, it, it did. It's he's over here. Let's all go over here, and then all of a sudden we're in a clearing, and it's pass it round, pass it round. <laughs> At that point, you want her to fight back, but you also think, I want to see how this plays out and if this has ever worked for these guys. Yeah, because <laughs> it can't be the first time they've done it. It cannot be the first time they've done it. Um, you know, I, I, I like the fact that everything that is taken into that, that area gets passed around. Now, what happens if you're the new guy? <laughs> pass him you know, around. Pass him pass around. Him, pass him around. You know, it's just... Oh, yeah, again, much like you, I wanted to see how that was going to play out and if one of them was going to end really, really badly. And um, on the note of things that end really badly... Never let an angry monk raise your kids. What is that training all about? What, what, is, it, what is it actually trying to teach her? By strapping uh, her into a barrel and throwing her down a hill? I, I, I don't know. T- tying a rope around her and hitting her with a stick. <laughs> like, nothing good can come of that. No! <laughs> nothing good can come of any of that, that training from that poor... Poor child. Um, uh, you know, things like, you know, being told, well, karma can stain the unborn. And, uh, you know, you're here to vengeance. It's just like fucking hell. Uh, and then I'm going to, like, cut your clothes off and leave you naked. That was a little creepy. Yeah, I went, that- you're not a Catholic priest, buddy. Just step it back <laughs> a little bit. This is fucking not right. Um, but, yeah, that whole training montage. And there was a lot of montages in this movie. There was a lot of montages. Is that a bad thing? I don't, I don't think cinema has enough montages. No, no. Um, I think we could use more, and I think uh, what we need is more A-team style montages because they got everything done in less than 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Think, think, about how uh, many, think about how many films you would finish and be able to watch if everything was just a 30-minute montage. Yeah. Um, having said that, it might make podcasting obsolete. <laughs> Sometimes that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Have yep. you listened to our show? Yeah, yeah well, I was just going to say, I think we've all put out shows that are not that great. Um, uh, on the reverse, I understand that most porn is watched in montage style anyway. Uh, <laughs> now, speaking of things that are to watch that no one really understands, making giant-sized wicker basket dolls is a really weird way to hide that you're actually a prostitute. <laughs> Can you think of better ways to hide that you're a prostitute? 
I don't know, maybe just walking into the house and every day and going, bye, I'm going to work. <laughs> sure, my, my work is sucking dicks, but... Uh... <laughs> it does seem like a total waste of time, effort and good bamboo. And how do you come up with that idea, you know what, I've got to come up with some bullshit job. Oh, I know, I'll make giant-sized wicker basket dolls that no one fucking wants. <laughs> yeah, what, what is the actual use of them? If anyone did want them, what would they do? Just, do they play with them? Do they get inside them? What, what happens? I, I don't know, put their clothes on them? Use them in, like, I don't know, weird sex fantasies? That makes way more sense than what I thought of getting inside them. Because I was like, that's a rubbish costume. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! I'm the, I'm the basket person. Uh, it, it would probably make a better movie than the original Basket Case. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, maybe this is a Japanese version of a like a ghost in a sheet. Maybe it's just like a ghost <laughs> in a bamboo. In Wicker a bamboo basket. basket. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Halloween. There's kids running around with baskets on their head, going. Ooh. That would be terrifying. Imagine five of them running at you. Yeah, so they scary. wouldn't be able to get their arms out. They'd just be their little legs at the bottom. Oh, yeah, but it's just, it's just there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> help, I st- help, I'm being attacked by I- bamboo bowling pins. I stand by it. I still say it would be scary. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, speaking of things that are scary, I think kids today don't know how lucky they are. They have never been shot down a hill in a in a wooden barrel and then hit with sticks by a monk until they shoot out of the barrel and get told, do it again, you lazy, lazy girl. But yet, if kids, more kids today did that, can you, like, everyone would be a superhero. Everyone. That's it. See? But there'd be no, no people, like, trying to rape your mother for three days because they know that you'd become a vengeance monster and kill them. And again, is that a bad thing? Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that rapists shouldn't be killed. <laughs> Just saying. You know. Um, yeah, speaking of the aforementioned rapists, uh, Benzo, who dies in the ocean, he, he seems to have a lot of blood yeah. uh, when he dies because that ocean goes very red. See, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how much blood they should have in them. To me, it looked like a fair uh, amount of blood. Like, like, it, I can understand that that is how much blood you have. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but, you know, I'm willing to open someone up and find out. <laughs> um, apparently, the way to do it is to slice him with your knife in the heart so the blood squirts out, and not only does he bleed to death, but he also drowns. Brutal. What a brutal way to go. Well, you know, he was a rapist, Dick. Oh, I don't, yeah, obviously not brutal for him. Too good for him, some would say. Yes. Too, too good. Well, you know, really, when push came to shove, he was willing to sell his daughter into prostitution to save his own ass. Yeah, almost immediately. Like he didn't take, he didn't take any kind of provoking or persuading. It was just straight away. Well, you can have her if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah take my daughter, please. <laughs> um, she's already a prostitute. She's used to it. It'll be great. Um. Speaking of things that aren't so great, the monk had to be the whitest crazy Asian monk I've ever seen. Yeah. He was he was like seriously white. <laughs> I have nothing to say that. What like, he was it was like he was in like fucking witness protection for monks. He's just like, he's been transferred so no you hide as an Asian monk, you'll be fine. No one will notice. Which might explain why he was so pissed off all the time. I don't know. Just Yeah, saying. and why he was terrible at actually teaching children. 
Yeah, that's right. He just went, no, it's the children. Hit him with a stick. Roll him in a barrel. Throw him in the water. Uh, that'll fucking teach him. Now, we did mention that there should be more montages, and I think there should be more movie montages with manga journalism uh, accompanied by cool jazz. It gets you from point A to point B, and it shows you oh. wonderful art to look at on the way. I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah, there's learning involved and no reading. So much the better for Scott. Um <laughs> Cheap shot. He's not here. He deserves it. And um, the last thing that I learned is that don't come by yourself. Uh, getting your hands off, getting your hands cut off will make the length of your suit sleeves. Uh, getting your hands cut off makes the length of your suit sleeves grow and spray blood. I feel like that's something else we're going to have to try and reenact yeah. just to see see how how possible and how lifelike it actually is. Yeah. Well, look, understanding that, you know, Scott was willing to dislocate his thumb to play Cowboys, I reckon, get him to hold a sword, wearing his suit, and just say, look, I'm just going to lop both your arms off and see what happens. I wouldn't trust Scott with a spoon, let alone a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I was behind glass, then no, that's not happening. (laughs) Maybe a riot shield, just just in case. He'll trip over over his own feet and he'll, he'll do some damage. (laughs) How would you like to try something a little different? I just like to say hi. My name is. Um, you're listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. Say that again. Scott. It's just introduce yourself. You're listening uh-huh. to Scott and Liam versus Scott Evil. And William versus Evil. Liam, Scott and Liam. Scott and William. William, like L I A M. Am I not saying that? William. 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 Um, no, it's like just like no L I A M. Yeah. Liam. <laughs> Sorry, I am jet lagged. These lights are not helping. Uh, Scott and Liam versus Evil. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's cool. Um, I thought you were spelling out the end of William. That's okay. <laughs> okay, I got it now. Okay, ready? Yes. Hello, this is Amanda Fuller, and you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. We aren't listening yet, but you should be. We are Scott and Liam versus Evil out of Glasgow, Scotland, and each episode we take you on a drunken trip through the best, the worst, and the in between picks from horror cinema. Well, at least we try to. You can find us online at scottandliamversusevil.com. So join us as we bear our souls everywhere good podcasts are available. Or the pub. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. Are wooden sandals made for walking anywhere? Like snow, sand, sneaking up on people? Because to me, they just looked a bit shit. Yeah. I think the only use for them would be like really, really slow, poor tap dancing. Like those are, those are the most impractical footwear I've ever seen. Yeah, and you know, like I said, she's going through the snow, she's going through wet sand. There's a bloke wearing them, trying to sneak up, and I'm going, she can hear you like 200 <laughs> meters down the road, bro. It, it's not working for you. Although I would pay good money to see someone do a bit of tap dancing in them. That's probably the only thing this movie needs: more tap now, dancing. I'm like, 
I understand that uh, you've always dreamed of tap dancing. Is I've, that right? I've always wanted to be a tap dancer, and I, I have no idea why I can't dance. I don't really like watching dancing, but for some reason, deep in my soul, is a tap dancer just waiting to tap his way out. <laughs> just tap his way. You and Shirley Temple. There you go. It's all on. Oh, beautiful. They, 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 they could put you in over the inappropriate African-American slave that she seemed to dance with a lot and just go, he's a Scottish bloke. Much better. <laughs> I, I will accept that as my new role. <laughs> there you go. They're, they're just going to just put you in over the top and make all those movies culturally appropriate once more. It'll be fantastic. Um, there's no reasoning why you should be there. You're just there. Now, speaking of people that should be there, why do the men in this movie look like they're either bums or extras from those amazing men in their flying machine? I kind of thought that as well. Like They, they all look so homeless. Yes. <laughs> But they, they go from homeless to, to like, 1930s jaunty looking with their caps on and, and, you know, suits. I mean, look, the gangster boss has got a flat top haircut. I know. What is that about? <laughs> you know, th- there's a dude with, with a bowler hat and uh, smoked sunnies. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'd be a movie worth watching. That would. That, that's my next script. I'm going to write <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Feudal Tokyo. <laughs> um, now thinking on other things that I don't really understand. Did Did you understand how how that game work? Other than watch the dice. How did the gambling work? Honestly, not a clue. I didn't even understand why she then became a part of the. <laughs> A part of the bet herself. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it was just like, look, I've got dice in my hand. I'm going to put them behind my back. I'm going to hide them in, in my hanky. And then everyone starts betting. And then it's, look at the dice. And it's, <laughs> what? Was that just like some fucking guessing game? <laughs> I, I, I think it was. And, and accompanied by two angry blokes in nappies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, weird. You're not going to cheat at gambling if there's two uh, security guys in nappies that are going to chase you because it's embarrassing but, to be taken down by a security guard in normal security wear. But if they're wearing nappies, you're never getting over that shit. That that, that is true. This is ah uh, look, there's old uh, baby nuts over there just fucking got <laughs> taken down by the old people. Now, um, speaking of people that got taken down, why bother throwing Benzo off the cliff? after murdering him on the beach. That just seemed like a lot of unnecessary work. I don't know if it was something like she could see the other girl throwing the bamboo baskets and she just thought, I want to try that. Like, it looks it looks really satisfying to throw something heavy off a cliff. Fuck it, I'll do it to Banzo. Well, why not? He's already dead. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that might be something worth trying right up there with uh, tap dancing with Shirley Temple. <laughs> Um, now, who decided to put guns in my samurai movie? I was I was a bit fucked off with the guns. Oh, really? I was just like, who the fuck got a... Where did they get guns from? Because they were magical forever bullet guns. Um, it was just like, what the fuck? Where, where did these guns come from? I oh, see, I always think it, it makes a gun look all the more terrifying when there's just one gun in the entire film. I know there's a few in this, but when there's one gun, you're like... Right, okay, they have the upper hand on everyone because that is the best weapon. 
And I, now, is that, is that because you come from a country that doesn't have guns? Is yeah, that what it is? I, I generally think yeah. it is because we have so many blades. I'm like, pff, knife? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and yes, there were plenty of knives in this movie. Oh, plenty. So the gun, yes. it just adds a little bit more danger where you can get shot from anywhere. So you better be on your toes, on your wooden toes. <laughs> <laughs> Up on your wooden toes. I, I could awkwardly hold this very strange gun. Um, and randomly shoot at you and you might get hit until I run out then you're going to run up and stab me with your big fucking knife <laughs> but sure why not um, now we did mention the uh, the the journalist and you know his, his manga how long do you reckon it takes to handwrite a newspaper oh, I, I, I can't even bear to think like we, we watch him for a good five minutes and he's only written the headline that's what I mean, right? Now, that's that's not mass distribution. That just sounds like that's the worst fucking job in the world. That that sounds like he's writing one news story, pinning it outside his house, and if you want to yeah. read the paper, you go to his house and you read it. <laughs> like, and then when he's finished with it, he just puts it in the bog out the back. Yeah. Just goes, there you go. You're done. And, and finally, is there any question why Tarantino loves this movie? No, not at all. No. <laughs> No, he fuck. It is uh, despite the fact that there wasn't as many feet in this movie as I expected. Um, <laughs> he clearly fucking loves this movie because everything he's ever done is pretty much this movie. Yeah, and and I'm 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 absolutely fine with that because if it's good enough for Tarantino, it's good enough for me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Your time is almost up, so give me your final thoughts. Um, as we round into the last 30 minutes of the movie, it's time for the funk police to make a raid. They were just, the background music on that, like the, the funk guitar all of a sudden out of nowhere, and I'm just going, bum, 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 bum. It's, it was almost like porn level music. I can only imagine it's propaganda for Japanese police, because watching that, why would you not want to be a policeman? That is very true, because they look like they were the fucking... Uh, they were the Sweeney. They were the Japanese Sweeney. They were. Yeah. Also, an so, absolutely yeah. incredible idea for a film. <laughs> Japanese Sweeney. <laughs> just with loads of <laughs> funk. Just funk guitar everywhere. Funk guitar, just fucking drifting and shooting and a lot of swearing. Like, <laughs> fucking what? I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely. Um, now, unfortunately, Lady Snowblood really knows how to fuck up those cops because one of them she guts like a fish. Yeah. yeah. There's, something you know, sa- she... there's something satisfying about that. Oh, yeah. You know, slides the umbrella down to trick them because no one expects a flying umbrella and then just fucking cuts them to shit. <laughs> Yeah, they deserved it too. Despite being funk cops, they deserved it because they were crooked. They yeah. were on the fucking tape from Onka. Uh, what's it? Onkano? Whatever her name's. Yeah, I think it's Onkano. Yeah. Um, that's right. She she was the evil bitch. Now, clearly, well, look, I don't know what she was up to, but you know, from what we understand, Lady Snowblood's mother was raped for three days 
What what did she do during those three days? In the corner, filming it, yeah. just being the couple. Oh, on, on, on her phone, or did just like like drawing pictures of it? No, hold that, hold that. <laughs> no, no, just get that on there. There you go, writing their names on it and stuff. I don't know. Maybe she was keeping score. I don't know. Something evil. <laughs> Regardless. Um, she she was clearly on the take and not very good, but tries to cop out and fucking hangs herself. What a bitch. I know. How angry were you when you first seen that? Like, I can't believe <gasps> you just... I can't believe you've escaped Snowblood. So angry. Yes, you fucking bitch. But Snowblood does get her own back. Yeah. 13 ghosts <laughs> sliced in two. <laughs> in two and just... Bleh. All falls out, and it's like a fucking intestine piñata. It was fantastic. <laughs> now, we find out that Gishiro, who we all thought was dead, is not actually dead, and is, in fact, the journalist's father. Did not see that coming. <laughs> that was shocking. Shocking. This has to be the crappest masquerade party ever. I don't... Like, I, the, the, sorry. <laughs> No, I was just gonna. It, it's just like they, they just went to like the dollar store and bought like shit masks. <laughs> like, what is the point of that party? Just to go and ballroom dance and then go home. Don't see each other's faces. Don't kiss. Don't get freaky in the corner. Just dance. Well, yeah, to just dance. Uh, there was a fair bit of neck kissing. I did notice. Mm. Um, and everyone was very excited by the streamers and confetti that opened in the middle of the floor. <laughs> that seemed to really hold their attention. <laughs> That's just because there was no tongue kissing. If there was tongue kissing at that party, it would have changed everything. That's right. I mean, the thing is, you can't really get freaky in in those skirts. It takes a lot of fucking work. You 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 basically got to be doing handstands to even get a whiff of spadger. Trust me. <laughs> That's a party that I want to be invited to. <laughs> That's right. It's full of women in crinoline doing handstands. Going check out my spadger. Um, spadger is that, all. Spadger is also now my new word of the day. <laughs> It's a word that that I quite love. It's right up there with the Baz using, I think, spaff. Um, I think he was trying to bring back spaff. Uh, and I went, you know what? If you can use spaff, I can say spadger. <laughs> Two new words of the day. There you go. Learn something new. Now, um, what we did also learn is Gishiro was prepared for Lady Snowblood behind the secret door. And uh, although we then find out it's actually a Scooby-Doo level fake Gishiro. <laughs> Did, did you see that coming? Of course you didn't. I oh, did not see it coming. And then I went, it's old man Johnson. <laughs> more more films still need to do this. They need to do the Scooby-Doo reveal. It, it's not utilised anywhere near as much as it has to be. Nah, this should be well. You know, it, it's the best way to just give you that little bit of extra runtime. Yeah. It's all man Wilson, dun, 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 and then the real villain escapes from behind the mirrored glass that no one knew he was there. And you know, and how do you get through mirrored glass? You throw a fucking chair through it. <laughs> My favorite thing is when the chair goes through, and because he can't stand behind it in case he gets hit with the glass, he jumps away, then jumps back in full view of Lady Snowblood <laughs> to then run away. <laughs> it's like. Yes. Now you're definitely going to get caught. Yep, this is like you miss me. Oh fuck, you're still there. Got <laughs> to run away. Um, and we look, we come to like the final showdown. You know, Lady Snowblood's on one side, Gishiro and his son are on the other side. They're fighting. There's there's a gunshot. Lady Snowblood just goes fuck this shit and stabs through 
the Juno into Gishiro, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have been believable if she hadn't. You can't go through your whole life for vengeance and then just be dick-teased away from it. No. Yeah. Look, I think the only way she really could have done better is she'd stabbed them both through the dick. Yeah. How good would that, that be? That would have done. <laughs> oh. Although you may not have got the, the same level of blood vomit from Gishiro had she stabbed him in the dick. Although, maybe you would have. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been stabbed in the dick, and I'm not keen to find out if it makes you vomit blood. So we'll use Scott for that as well. <laughs> yes, you, you can go. You can go back to the past and go. Oh, look, I went to the future, and there's a couple of things that you need to do. Uh, uh, the the future of, of mankind relies on you completing these tasks. <laughs> Um, now, Lady Snowblood, you know, we're getting, we're getting to the climax, the end of the film. She stumbles out in the snow, wounded, only to be stabbed by Banzo's daughter in the final act of vengeance. That was just such a little fuck you. It was just like, ha ha, I found you, stab, and then she runs off. I know. Snowblood has, like- Snowblood has trained her full life for this vengeance. This girl has only found out about this vengeance thing, like, 12 hours ago, and then she, yeah. could, she has the power to kill Snowblood. Don't believe it. Don't buy it. No. Nah. Nah, me either. Uh, Snowblood should have just spat blood on her and killed her. Yeah. Just in her face. (laughs) Um, The theme song swells, of course, and Snowblood stumbles into the snow and possibly dies. But we don't know. We don't. Do you think she's she's dead? Uh, At the time, I would have been convinced. But considering as a sequel, I'd be like, no. (laughs) She's not. So, yeah, really, the, the sequel's a bit of a giveaway. So, uh, fuck you, Snowblood. Bad fakery. Fake news, fake news. Uh, this was a lot of fun, Liam. I've enjoyed having you uh, join me on the couch and uh, watch a bit of Snowblood. Is uh, is there anything else that you might want to watch in the future? Yeah. To be honest, all the movies that we've just discussed are writing. I'd quite like to talk about them some more. <laughs> uh, well, uh, 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 that has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, you know what? It has been great to have you. It's a long time coming. Uh, we have had a bit of a uh, bit of cross paths yeah. and uh, a bit of you can, I can, I, I can't, you can't. But yes, look, the next time I decide to watch a Japanese motorcycle girl gang beat the crap out of some other women and possibly get their cans out, I'll think of you. Oh, please do. Just anything that involves cans out, just yeah, give me a, give me a call. You have been listening to Witch versus the Doomsday Clock. A proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash witch versus the doomsday clock. 